It's Tuesdays with Aaron. Here's Jason Wildey with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers on ESPN Wisconsin. It is the Aaron Rodgers Show. Tuesdays with Aaron with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Jason. You know, this was my intro music to my first ever rally as a high school student. That song right there. The the whole uh, Pleasant Valley High School team came in. and Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, it was the uh, first rally of the year, their freshman year at PVHS. Did you talk about that with Fish beforehand, or no. that just happened to hit upon Random. Um, so I was a Viking, by the way. Skull. And a cow bear. Right. What are the... And uh, I played in the Lions All-Star game. Oh, nice. For the South. South side? <laughs> you seem to be in a good mood today. Well, it's Christmas. You know what uh, I mean? do, do we... I guess I came into this hoping there might be a Christmas miracle. Do you have one for us? I don't know what that means. Exactly. Explain. Um, will you be What is an example it? of a Christmas miracle? Um, I don't know. How about this Christmas? Let's get the fun stuff out of the way. Let's get the, the topic of the day out of the way. All and right. We can move on to some fun stuff. Will you be starting a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers on Sunday? We have uh, we've done a scan, and we are going through the process evaluation again probably not what everybody wants to hear but i can say definitively there will be thursday uh, one way or another there will be a definitive conclusion to this week's unknown we wanted to give everybody a rest for christmas be able to enjoy their christmas and not think don't you think people would have enjoyed their christmas more had you announced you were playing everybody's doing their after Christmas shopping, or okay. they're unwrapping of gifts, or they're sitting around their pajamas. Some people going to work. Then we'll uh, make a final determination there. Okay. Well, can you at least give us a feeling of whether you're not, whether or not you're encouraged by the? You, you, when did you do a scan? In the last 24 hours. Okay. Let's keep it real vague. Here. Okay. I saw Dr. McKenzie, and he passed through the locker room. Oh. Uh, on the way to the lunchroom. Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, he seemed to be in good spirits. I know, you know, I don't want to read too much in between any lines, but are you encouraged by what you found out? Do you have some measure of hope for uh, Thursday's announcement being a, as Mike McCarthy might say, positive? Is that how he talks? He says positive, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've been feeling better every week, and last week uh, felt great at practice. Um, you know, uh, heard a funny comment this week about uh, you know um, practicing with a red jersey, and if you could play in a red jersey, that would make things a lot easier. And I think some fans and def- defensive players feel that this game is going to a seven-on-seven format in, in some way. But uh, um, I am feeling better. Uh, you know, not thinking about uh, my injury at all. But uh, I think ultimately it comes down to. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's big on the medical side. Uh, is is the bone healed, uh, or is there uh, uh, a large risk uh, in going back out there? That's too great to, that the organization, uh, you know, will not want to put me out there. So, um, obviously, I want to be out there. I know what's at stake, and uh, this is an important week for us. We're somehow back in this position to uh, be able to get in the playoffs, and 
you know, what a better way to do that than uh, against the Chicago Bears. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about how wild it is that, that you're in this position, but before we do, um, a couple of other things. It seemed like the conversation changed yesterday with Mike McCarthy. Um, you know, there were certain things he said a while ago, then there was that whole organizational thing. Uh, then y- yesterday it was kind of – Ted Thompson and I need to sit down and decide – about whether or not Aaron's going to play. Has there been some sort of shift in the conversation behind the scenes with you guys, or should we not read much into that? I, yeah, I think usually Mike doesn't want you guys to read a whole lot and know what he's saying, but right. uh, but no, that's been the uh, the way we've done things uh, this whole time is, uh, you know, Mike and Ted and Doc and myself um, all in a conversation. So, uh Appreciate those conversations. Uh, they obviously haven't turned out uh, as of now the way that uh, we'd like them, but uh, well, I would like them. Um, but uh, you know, I appreciate the uh, the way things have gone. I think it's easier for everybody if we get this decision out of the way here Thursday and move forward. Um, and that's what we're going to do. Did you, when it first happened, did you think we'd be at Christmas and there'd be hope or? I mean, you've talked a lot. You've been very open, maybe too open for some people's liking, about the emotional ups and downs of this and how what it's been like for you to go through. Has it gone remotely like you thought it would from from November 5th on, or has it been more of a roller coaster than you expected? Is there hope now this week where maybe you didn't think there would be a few weeks ago coming toward Christmas? Just what's it been like overall now? I thought that there would be, uh, as, as of last week, I thought there'd be a lot more uh, healing that it, that would have gone on. Um, learned a lot about the clavicle and uh, the kind of blood uh, blood flow or lack of that it gets uh, as being a reason that uh, it didn't look as good as we all wanted to last week. Um, but it, yeah, it's been a frustrating process. It's difficult. Obviously, I want to be out on the field with the, with my teammates uh, fighting for a playoff spot, um, but. Uh, you know, I think we all uh, wish that uh, it wasn't as dramatic as it has been, um, but you know, we we got to go through the process. And uh, based on some of the radiation issues with uh, some of the scans we've been getting, uh, you know, we're we're kind of subject to how much we want to expose me to. And uh, uh, there's probably some frustration out there by the way things have been handled or the information sharing, but. Ultimately, it's my body, it's my injury, and uh, there's going to be a lot of opinions about it, but uh, those those people are making opinions about someone else's body, someone else's collarbone, someone else's future, someone else's career. Uh, that's an easy position to do. Uh, it's easy to be an unnamed source. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of courage in standing up and, and talking about things uh, and putting your name behind it, not hiding behind something or, or uh, you know, throwing uh, potentials or... or scenarios uh, acting like you know what's going on uh, ultimately there's four people who have a really good pulse of what's going on and everybody else is just making uh, uh, making conjectures about uh, what they think is really going on um, you say four people dr. McKenzie you've talked at length about your relationship with him he's also secure enough that he has sent other guys to second opinions have you done that at all or have they sent out your scans at all? I mean, how does... Yeah, totally. We, yeah, we've done that. And, uh, and you give, you know, as a doctor, you know, I appreciate uh, 
his willingness to to check uh, with his colleagues and and people that we trust about uh, about what he's seeing and make sure that everybody's on the same page. So I appreciate Doc even more through this whole process. Any negative comments uh, sent his way are, are totally uh, inappropriate, in my opinion. If you want to be mad at anything in this situation, be mad at the uh, fact my collarbone hasn't healed the way we've all wanted to. There's no reason in throwing any hatred or, or uh, you know, hateful comments uh, Doc's way or Ted's way or Mike's way. Um, this is unfortunately a, a difficult injury that's taken, uh, in all honesty, the normal time to heal. Uh, was hoping for uh, an early comeback, and uh, as of last week, it hasn't happened. Uh, you mentioned hateful comments. Um, I, I I haven't done a scientific poll, but I would think surprising. Ninety-five percent of people um, either say, "Hey, it's a broken bone; it heals when it heals," or "I don't have any question about Aaron Rodgers' toughness at all." Um, there's a small group that maybe has. Um, does that bother you? Have you allowed that to get to you more than maybe you would like, um, or is that some is that a creation of of some someone else conjuring that up that 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 feeling might have been behind the scenes? There's four people who know what's going on in this uh, uh, as much as anybody, and uh, anyone else's opinion out there is uh, uh, not informed. Nice way to put it. Um, so any type of uh, hypotheses out there or guesses about what's going on or the state of my my mind or Mike or Mike and I's relationship uh, to me is highly inappropriate because anyone who would be a source without putting their name to it and talk about my injury within the organization uh, is a coward. And I don't think there's anybody in, in the organization who would do that. Uh, so... Again, there's four people who know what's going on, uh, and I think we've been pretty open about uh, about talking about this injury. Uh, you know, some people might not appreciate that, or think that uh, you know that, that we need to give more information out. But this is a process. It's difficult on all of us. I know it's difficult on the fans and my teammates, but uh, we go through the evaluation process every week, and I get excited about being back on the field and hopeful that uh, you know the medical is going to going to pass and and I'll be able to play but uh, until that happens um, I'm not going to be out there last two things one I remember Charles last year you know you you had a great relationship with him still do I know you guys are good friends I felt like I had a really good working relationship with him and one of the things he said was in advance of that playoff game when he was finally going to get back on the field that mentally there is a hurdle there that you're worried that you know, until you get that first hit, you're nervous. Uh, and he said that then after that playoff game against the Vikings that he did need that. If you are out there this week or if it's Matt and you win and then maybe you get to start in the playoff game, whatever it might be, um, is there a mental hurdle for you or or no? I think so. I think it's a lot like uh, preseason. You know, when you have a long layoff, uh, it's always good to get that first hit in the preseason. You, you feel like you're... Uh... Yeah, you're back in it. You go from the end of the season until, you know, middle of August uh, without taking a hit. So it's always good to get that first, uh, that first good pop in, as long as you can get back up. And it's probably, uh, probably the same thing. Uh, you know, coming back from an injury, making sure you're, uh, 
able to get up. You know, that, I think you take that first hit, you throw that first pass, the adrenaline starts going, and, and you get right back into it. The other thing, you talked last week about rust and whatever concern level you would have and your idea of rust and other people's ideas of rust. Again, this is, I mean, the longest layoff you've had as a starting quarterback probably in your life um, was when you didn't play in the finale in 2011 and then you guys had a bye and then you played against the Giants, right? I mean, mm. it certainly is a, as a starter in the NFL that's the longest. So what kinds of things do you do to make sure that there isn't rust if you play Sunday, if you play in the playoffs, whatever it is, what kinds of things can you do to uh, beyond what you would normally do during the week to try and avoid rust? I don't know how much how much you can do extra. I think it's you know it, I've been focusing on my conditioning a lot, doing some extra conditioning, making sure uh, you know my my wind is good. Um, but it's about taking the reps in practice and and finding that timing and rhythm. I played a lot of football, so I don't think there's a, a major hurdle to get over to get back and, and be effective. Uh, to me, it's always come down to preparation. Do I feel confident in the plan and confident in my ability to execute the plan? And if I do, then I expect to play well on Sundays. How was the uh, scout team last week? It was a blast. Were they dominating? It was a blast. We uh, we got after those boys on Friday pretty good. Uh, it was uh, it was fun. You know, I... I like to bring energy and enthusiasm to practice. Uh, usually, it's with the first team, but uh, when that isn't the case, you know, I've been able to uh, to make some good relationships with those guys, and I know they appreciate, uh, you know, the the effort and the enthusiasm I bring, and and uh, you know, just been encouraging them and challenging them in those situations to uh, to run full speed routes, to to focus on every catch, to finish every playoff, and. Um, we've been having some fun with it, and, and uh, had a good uh, snow angel celebration at the end of uh, at the end of practice after a touchdown pass to Gillette. I don't know if that's legal. Can you do that in an actual game? Because if you go to the ground, don't they penalize you? RG got remember RG got penalized back in yeah. uh, in eleven. Right. I, I think it, if you I think if you maybe if you go to the ground first, but if you're standing up and then going to the ground, that might be okay. Two celebrations somehow. So all right, we'll plan ahead if you get the opportunity to do that in the game. Let's talk about where this team is. Um, what were the emotions like as you walk off the field, losing to the Steelers, and then a few hours later, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but by the time I left the Packers locker room, it was 21 to nothing uh, by the time I got back to the press box. What were the emotions like on Sunday? Um, apparently Mike McCarthy admits to us that he didn't really know the playoff scenarios and what were you thinking when you were listening to him? Where were your emotions? And then did you know all along that you were still alive in the playoffs? Were there some people that were confused by Mike's uh, comments? Or, or how did things just play out for the team? Well, I knew uh, that if if we were to lose, that it would, you know, the Detroit game and score didn't matter at that point. Uh, the Chicago-Philly uh, game was important. So if we lost, we needed Philly to, to win to keep us in it. And then if Detroit had ended up winning, then we needed uh, Minnesota to beat them with a win by us to get in the playoffs. Um, I, I, you know, I, I knew all the scenarios, so I think there was maybe some confusion in the locker room. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, if everybody was on the same
put us right back where we started the day, except for the fact that uh, Detroit was out of it. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, would have been uh, better to get a win, but, uh, you know, either way, this is the, the important game to get us in. Even if we had won and Chicago loses, we still have to win this one to get in. So, um, But I was I was definitely scoreboard watching, and when they put up uh, the, uh, the pick six by the Giants, there were definitely a few of us uh, checking that out. Um, your injury, Randall Cobb's injury, Jermichael Finley's, Brian Belaga in training camp, the, car, the used car salesman, Dewan Harris, you lose him in camp. Uh, now... We see Clay Matthews re-break his thumb. Johnny Jolly is done. Is it a little bit hard for you to believe, or doesn't your mind work this way, that you guys are still on the cusp of the playoffs after everything that has gone wrong with your team this year? Yeah, it is pretty amazing. I mean, you think about the in the preseason, uh, thinking about your major contributors, you're, you just lift, listed off a number of them, uh, from starting right tackle to... Uh, you know, guys who split a lot of carries with with Eddie, um, to obviously Clay and Jermichael and uh, Johnny and the role that he played before he got hurt. Randall Cobb was, you know, uh, definitely he's a he's a hundred catch guy a season type of player. Uh, we had three guys at the time of those guys getting hurt on pace for a thousand yards, uh, and Jermichael was uh, on pace for his biggest season. So. Um, it's it's crazy to think of, but uh, you know we've been able to to hold it together uh, at times. We won a couple games by one point, and then we've gotten a lot of help from uh, Detroit and Chicago, not pulling away in the division. Otherwise, uh, you know, eleven and five might not make the playoffs this year in the NFC, which is amazing. Um, the Cardinals could win next week, and the Saints could win, and they'd be uh, they'd be out at eleven and five, which is crazy. Um, but that's that's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, you know, you just need to get in. Remember a Seattle team a couple years back? It was seven and nine. Won the NFC West somehow, gets in, and uh, and beats the Saints uh, at home. Uh, you know, and the Saints were obviously a real good football team that year. Had a had a good team. I think they won eleven games, probably ten or eleven games. And that's when the, the Marshawn run went off and. Um, yeah, something to be said about home field advantage, and uh, the NFC looks pretty wide open at this point, uh, especially with uh, you know, the way Carolina's playing. And the Saints could be a wild card and a very dangerous team. Uh, the uh, the Niners could be a, a wild card as well, also another dangerous team. Um, and then uh, the way that Philly's playing, if if they go on and win this week, um, I think it's you know, and the fact that Seattle lost at home, which hadn't happened. Other than our game, uh, it hadn't happened in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that was well done. Yeah. Um, so, so why do you think you guys have been able to be in this position? Is it a, something about this team or the guys? You talked early on in the year about how you liked the vibe and you liked the hunger that there were some young guys bringing. Now, to, to be still in this position, obviously you've gotten help. But are there aspects to this team or having Matt back and the lift that maybe he's given to get the two wins that you guys have gotten while you've been out? I mean, why do you think you're still in this position? Well, I think we've got a lot of guys who've stepped up and played pretty well. And we've got some, uh, you know, some veteran guys who've, uh, 
who've had exceptional seasons. I think Andrew Corliss has had his best season for us, especially the last few weeks, really making a lot of plays. He's been a big lift in Jermichael's absence. A.J. Hawk, I think, has had uh, probably his best year of the uh, of the eight that we've been together. Um, another, you know, game momentum turning play on Sunday with his interception. Uh, but he's been. Uh, you know, he's been able to stay healthy and, and play through injuries and, and be a rock for us inside. Obviously really, really happy about the way that he's played there. Um, you know, Eddie Lacy's been uh, been great for us. Um, Thousand-yard rusher for the first time since... Well, Ryan Grant in 2009, Nine, right? Yeah, so it's been a few... Back-to-back 1,200-yard seasons. For yeah, him. it's been a few years, but... Uh, He's done a good job for us. You know, the last six or seven weeks, we've used more uh, John Kuhn uh, personnel, and we saw him with a big third down run in the game, obviously a touchdown run. Um, you know, he's one of our better players, so anytime we can get him on the field, uh, that's I think that's been an emphasis in in uh, as we've kind of gone away from exclusive no-huddle uh, drives, uh, getting John on the field and, and allowing him to make some plays and do a good, doing a good job in the protection and stuff. Um, so there's been a number of guys who've stepped up and played really well. Obviously, having Matt back and and uh, you know the way that he's played has uh, kept us in some ball games and and obviously won us a couple ball games. Pretty amazing his story, isn't it? And I I know how close you guys are. Um, you know, has it just been fun to not only have him back but to see him have some success after you know kind of a tough year and a half? Yeah, it's 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 been a blast. I mean. The quarterback room is uh, is a lot of fun. You know, we've uh, had some had some uh, interesting ones over the years, some some fun ones. Um, it was great having Graham and, and Matt, uh, but uh, but this has been a blast with Scott and Matt. I enjoyed my time with Seneca as well. He's a he's a classy guy, um, but it's been uh, it's been fun uh, to see Ben McAdoo grow in his uh, in his personality and his coaching uh, ability as as a quarterback coach has been has been fun and, and our relationship has gotten uh, gotten very strong um, and obviously having Tom Clements in there who I deeply respect and appreciate uh, but uh, we've been having a lot of fun with uh, with Scott uh, especially after he uh, got a black eye and two shin bruises uh, last what? week from what uh, yeah he he, uh, he likes to drop back behind the offense when uh, when he's not in uh, just kind of mimicking what the footwork is First played two minutes a couple weeks ago. He banged his, uh, his shins on the uh, uh, the jugs machine and got really bad uh, bad bumps and uh, on his knee on his on his you know tibia there. So I ended up for Christmas. I got him a couple. Just gave him to him today. Got him a couple shin guards. That he might want to wear for practice. Like soccer yeah. shin guards. Yep, I did. So that's that's good. And then he uh, his door was kind of frozen. He said, and he opened it up quick, and it banged himself in the eye. <laughs> I'm trying to get him an eye patch, like a pirate eye patch. You I have find one, one, yeah, left over from a photo bomb earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, I should have should look for that a little harder, I think. But uh, he's doing he's doing better now too. I I know you love it when I ask you to play GM, but if you had your druthers, would you like to have those two guys? Had my what druthers? It's an old guy phrase. You would not know that you're only thirty. <laughs> yeah. um, if you had if you had your way, would you like your room to be those three guys next year? We have a lot of fun together. A lot of fun together. That's a yes. Let's go inside the headset. Perhaps this will finally be the last week of doing inside the headset. We can go back to inside the helmet. Not that you would tell us today. Um, yeah, I, I thought you know, Jared Boykin is a guy who today we're in the locker room. Everybody surrounds Jordy. 
Jordy tells everybody he's going to church so he can't talk. Then everybody surrounds James. James does talk. And there's Jared off to the side. No one went to talk to him. I went to talk to him, and he said, i got to go out. I said, can I talk to you on Thursday? He said, sure. I don't know if he'll deliver on that. He doesn't feel any need to talk to us. Uh, Doesn't seem to have a big ego or anything, and he's had a ton of success. I was hoping you might take us through his touchdown that he had and maybe bigger picture, kind of look at just what this guy has brought to this team. He's a really interesting guy. I mean, he cares about his job so much to the fact that I think he has a strong paranoia about being cut uh, almost every single day. Uh, which a lot of us have tried to calm his nerves at times uh, and, and just tell him, just encourage him about the way that he's played because he's had a very good season. I mean, this is a guy who the first four games or so barely played. Right. Uh, his first major action was against uh, Baltimore. Um, you know, and, and for a guy to stay dialed in and then make the most of his opportunities, I think the Cleveland game was big for him uh, to catch a touchdown, and, and he had a couple other big catches, one third down early in the game. I'm just really proud of him. I think he has an, an excellent approach. Um, those guys are very well coached. I know I say this a lot, but Edgar Bennett does a great job with them. He gets those guys ready to play, focused on the, the important things, uh, and, and he makes sure that they're dialed in on their checks, uh, and then they know every position. They get tested uh, every week, and, and it's tested on every position. So they don't just know the X receiver, the on-the-ball receiver, or the flanker position, or the slot guy. They know every single position and the routes, and they have to, to diagram. It's, it's pretty impressive to look at some of these tests they do. Uh, but Jared is a very intelligent guy. He cares about it. I think he's uh, playing with a lot of confidence. And you can see you can see the ability in practice, but uh, uh, I've said this on this program before. But you know, when a guy makes strides on the field, then you really start to see the the talent come out and the potential you've seen manifest itself on the field. And I, I think that's what you're seeing with Jared. Is he's a confident route runner now, very confident, and when the ball's in the air, he's attacking the ball. And you're seeing him make some plays when he catches it too, getting north and south, splitting guys. He's a big, strong guy. Um, the touchdown catch was uh, was a fade uh, that that Matt threw slightly inside. He made a great catch and, and held on to it. Uh, but those are plays that we've seen him make in practice, and and for him to carry that over just gives him even more confidence. But uh, he's been a big time contributor for us, and and uh, I'm really uh, really happy. He's uh, he's one of our guys. And then take us through the last ten seconds from your perspective on the sideline. Uh, we talked to Evan Dietrich Smith a little bit about it. Um, Apparently he was told not to snap the ball until the umpire pointed at him, and then it looked like the umpire forgot to point at him after the clock started running. What what happened from your perspective, and how challenging of a time is that? Because you've been in those late game situations, um, you know you only get one playoff in ten seconds, whether it's the officiating or whatever. That's a tough way to end a game. It was uh, bizarre. It was really bizarre. Uh, I felt like you know. F- first point that there shouldn't have been 20 seconds on the clock there should have been a few more seconds on the clock yeah yeah i've said at least three or four seconds that was not corrected then you know that they're going to take 10 and wind so you got to have a play ready so we had a play ready we made a check and it looked like 
they didn't let him snap the ball, and the ref at one point said something to Matt. It was it looked uh, confusing, but uh, I had a problem with the original time. I mean, I looked at the up at the clock, and when the initial play got whistled, I thought we should have had more time. Didn't you should be able to get a couple plays off in that time? Uh, the ref should have, you know, it looked like should have let us snap it quicker. I mean, I think if we got 10 seconds and they're going to run it quickly, we should be able to snap it by eight or seven if it's a quick pass. Right, three-step drop. You're going to get you're going to get at least two plays. So that was obviously a little bizarre and, and uh, frustrating. Let's look ahead to the Bears. Um, we don't know if you're playing. We'll wait till Thursday for you to make that announcement. Um, but how does that or could that change your preparation uh, as opposed to giving your reports during those weeks when you were the backup, and, and what do you see from the Bears? Well, Scott's kind of been taking over the reports. What do you do around here? Yeah, it's a good question. Run the scout team and in, in the uh, the walkthrough team. Very proud. Joel is our uh, defensive coordinator. Joel Hilgenberg? Yep. He does a real good job of getting his uh, his D going. Is he as good as uh, as Joe Philbin was at running? The, didn't he run the defense? He did, yeah. Joe is uh, he's a stickler. Joe is the best. Yeah. Uh, so, how, what do you see from the Bears? How do you uh, how do you work your preparation this week? Kind of a strange week too, with Christmas and you guys all being off tomorrow. What's uh, what's your approach? Well, they uh, they got uh, number fifty five back. He's a good player. I might hear. know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful about referring to people by their numbers, because you know we 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 in the media sure. read a lot into that. Lance Briggs. Future HOF. Can I use uh, acronyms? Uh, abbreviation, sure. Yeah. Acronym is like s- 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 radar, sonar, whatever those are. Is it? What is? It's got to spell out a whole. What is? Uh, what does radar stand for? I have no idea. You're the guy with the 1350 ACT or SAT. ACT is out of 36. It is. Yeah. I did okay on that. Good. Did you get over half? <laughs> Barely. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, Lance is back. Uh, so that obviously adds a lot. They have uh, this Jeremiah Ratliff guy. That's a joke. He used to be go by Jay Ratliff. Was an outstanding player, Pro Bowler, who I got to meet at the Pro Bowl years ago. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Jay was short for Jeremiah. Now you do. But uh, he's playing well. Obviously, Julius Peppers. Um, they've had some injuries. You know, Peanuts out. Uh, but uh, Erlacher's out as well. But they, uh, yeah, he retired, I guess. Um yeah, I think it's it's a solid veteran group. The back end, other than uh, than Bowman, who's back, who was on their team uh, a few years earlier, but you got Jennings and Major Wright and Conti uh, still there. They got some young linebackers playing, but uh, I think it's a, it's a talented defense. They're doing some different things under their uh, their new D coordinator than we've seen in the past. They're you know it's not as much uh, Tampa two or or. Uh, you know, variations of that. It's it's some more attacking stuff, which they've done in the past in the in the winter months. But uh, they have a nice uh, seven-up package that they like with seven guys near the line of scrimmage and doing some different things there. Uh, and then offensively, they have a lot of weapons. I think uh, you look at the year that uh, Alshon Jeffrey has had. I think he's kind of been the the one guy who's uh, who's jumped out. Obviously, Brandon Marshall's a supremely talented player, and and you expect him to, to put up the kind of numbers he's putting up. Um, and Matt Forte, obviously having another good season. Bennett, Bennett helps um, uh, tight end, but uh, but Jeffrey, I think, has added uh, an extra dimension for them. Um, and uh, you know, it's going to be uh, 
It's going to be one of those classic uh, Bear Packer games. Um, I ask a fair share of foolish questions, so this won't come as a surprise. Is there anything to it that you're playing, if you're playing, uh, the Bears, and that's the team that you were facing when you got hurt? Is there any ill will or revenge factor, Shane McClellan, anything like that? Yeah, there's a great movie called Tombstone. Have you seen it before? I have. Yeah. When you and when uh, Doc and uh, and Wyatt uh, got ambushed, and then and uh, they asked him, they asked Doc where where Wyatt was at, and and uh, then they start talking and they say, uh, you know, if, if they killed my brothers, uh, you know, I'd want revenge too. And he's got a great line after that. What is it? Doc Holliday say? It's not. A, make no mistake. It's not revenge he's after. It's a reckoning. It's a reckoning. So whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get to the Ask Aaron questions. You can Finally, those, here we go. Your favorite part of the show. I know we've got a lot of Christmas ones. I know people are looking forward to those. Uh, if you want to submit a question, you can either email it to me or you can use the hashtag Ask Aaron. Uh, the first one comes from Aaron, E-R-I-N. Hmm. Uh, do you have a favorite line from a Christmas story? Fragile must be Italian. I can't put my arms down. Aaron included a few of her favorites. Is that now? You're a young guy. Is that a movie that resonates with you? You gave you you gave our us your list last week of your favorites. It wasn't on there. Which movie? A Christmas Story. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Yes. Good movie. Yeah. Yep. You, you don't have any favorite quotes. I don't. No. Okay. We're but, off to a good start. But uh, Ben McAdoo. I'm gonna just throw this in there because that question. Uh, I don't have a good answer for it. <laughs> His favorite Christmas movie. Bad Santa. I've never seen that. Have you? All right. Next, then. Uh, this one comes from Danny. After last night's game at Candlestick Park, do you have any favorite memories about Candlestick Park? I went to a game there uh, in the early 90s. The Florida Marlins were playing the Giants, and you always hear about the fog rolling in, and it rolled in in the uh, about the seventh inning, and it was unbelievable to watch it just come over the uh, the backside of the stadium and uh, it got really hard to see where pop-ups would go above the fog and I don't and at least one of them dropped um, but it was just uh, it was crazy to be there and see it go move in and the temperature change and um, it wasn't always the easiest place to get to but uh, I have a lot of great memories of watching games played at uh, at Candlestick as a 49er fan growing up in the uh, in the late 80s and, and 90s um, and uh, you know it was, it was a fun time to be a Niner fan with uh, Joe Montana and Steve Young and and all the uh, championships they won did Kevin Mitchell hit a home run the day you were there he didn't dang it that's your guy I know I think Matt Williams did though and Will Clark uh, another Christmas one from Joe what is your most memorable Christmas gift uh, and do you still have it by the way, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Joe? Joe. Joe. Merry yeah. Christmas, Joe. Uh, most memorable Christmas gift. I got a bike when I was uh, nine. Yeah, it was awesome. I think it's awesome. We were at my grandma's house, and uh, it's pretty exciting. Are you a good gift giver? You just told us about Scott Tolzien's shin, shin guards. Uh, pretty solid, yes. Do you take some pride in that? And what, what do you, I do. What do you I, got? I just procrastinate a little much Uh-oh. sometimes, and... Uh, you know, when you're married, like yourself, you have a, a helper who can go out when you're working and, and uh, 
uh, or if she's working, you know, maybe she's working too. So that's not a great example. But uh, if you have a helper who's not working or has a day off, she can, you know, or an elf at home, you know, whatever, help you, uh, you know, help you get uh, pick up some of that stuff. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm on my own in that department, so uh, didn't have any help. So you know, I, I enjoyed seeing uh, the last second shoppers uh, at Cabela's the other night, also at uh, Best Buy and uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, enjoyed uh, those conversations. Thank you for those. I, I just I remember being at Best Buy and looking for an item on uh, on their computer, and this guy comes up to me. He was with his girlfriend at the time, and he says, "Do you need some help?" <laughs> and it was you. You were hilarious. That was about 2006. Uh, did you get recognized at all during your shopping? Of course, of course. Okay. Post for any photos? Of uh, yeah, I had a, no, I had a fake mustache on and uh, glasses, but uh... and the hat pulled down and the sweatshirt because that's your default. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Sarah says I am a teacher in Ohio, and I was gifted some Green Bay Packers duct tape last week. Uh, my students said the only thing that Packers duct tape can't fix is a collarbone. Um, <laughs> if you get to play on Sunday, is there anything extra that you could wear that could prevent further injury? Yeah. Sarah can send you her duct tape. Two sets of pads. That'll be a good look for you. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of duct tape, what's the weirdest Packers item? I'm sure you've been to the pro shop before. Maybe you have a crock pot at home with the Packers logo on it. Have you seen some of the – is there a weird Packers item you've seen in your uh, travels through uh, the pro shop during your near decade here? Cheese bras. (laughs) It's it's really a good gift for everyone. You've been giving those out? no, nah, I haven't given any Never of those purchased out. One. No. Okay. Although there's a couple of coaches on our staff who might need one. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, There's a little humor there. Yeah, a little no, humor. a little, very little. Um, Crystal says, during the game, I swear I heard Matt yell, taco, 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 at the line of scrimmage. Obviously, you can't give too much away, although I heard you give away your signals uh, on Larry McCarran's show one day. Uh, but simply, what's the weirdest word that's ever been used in a call? Do you have weird things that you yell at the line of scrimmage? Yeah, there's a lot of weird things that you make up during the week, uh, various weeks. What you you know, just saying that taco reminded me of one of my favorite movies, Land of the Lost, uh, starring obviously Will Ferrell and Danny McBride. There's an incredible uh, moment there where they're uh, right before the Slee Stack attack them, uh, and they're putting their hands on the uh, the cylinder. They end up going into uh, and. You know, they sing, uh, Do You Believe in uh, Life After Love? Right before that, they think that uh, Chaka is uh, is saying chorizo tacos. They can't understand what he's saying. He's actually saying uh, something else about the slee stack coming. But a great movie. You should check it out. Uh, that all, all that to say that I'm not sure if he was saying taco or not. Okay. He might have made something up uh, that sounded like that. But uh, the person could have been hungry. That's why they thought it was uh, taco. Okay. Uh, last couple, I know. Does you that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I good. I don't get the Land of the Lost references. Oh, I've never it's a great seen movie. That. Great. Did movie. you go see Anchorman two when it came I out? I haven't seen it yet. No, okay. I, I won't. It. I won't spoil it for you, but I haven't seen it either. Uh, Austin says, considering the movie guru that you are, if you could play any role of one character in a Christmas movie, what would it be and why? Now, White Christmas is your favorite, right? Yes. If I could dance like Danny Kay does in that in that movie, <laughs> no brainer. Or croon like uh, Bing Crosby. You're kind of a crooner. I thought we were going to sing Christmas carols today. Yeah, uh, getting Michael Bublé. 
He's a crooner. He is. Um, See how I brought that all together there? That was really well done. Danny Kaye, yes, definitely. Or uh, Will Ferrell and Elf. Just great. There were, I, when I was pulling into Lambo on Sunday, there were two fans dressed as Will Ferrell from Elf that were walking into the building. It was. It's uh, a great story. It is. Thanks. Thought I'd share that. You should that share with you. that. You should Twitter that. I, I will. I mean, not that yeah. you'd see it. Um, the last couple, Doug. Um, what is the favorite? What is your favorite Christmas present you've ever given? I guess I should have read these ahead of time. Given. Given. Oh man. There's so many good ones. There's there's been a lot of good ones. There's been a lot of good ones. I kind of. Uh, I feel like I rolled over maybe the uh, birthdays and Christmas with the the house that we uh, we built for my folks. It was kind of like the gift that uh, keeps on giving. So uh, it was fun to be able to do that for them. Uh, Did you do some of the manual labor? No, okay. but uh, gifted them. Well, I know you told us last week about what an you know what a handyman you've become. So I can fix some leaks. That's for sure. Certain leaks can be fixed. Uh, the last two, Jackie says, uh, I heard some quarterbacks buy gifts for teammates at Christmas time. We heard about Scott Tolzien. Who's on your list? The offensive linemen, the receivers? Also, I dislocated my elbow, and I can feel your pain, so heal quickly and happy holidays. That's from Jackie. Happy holidays, Jackie. Uh, yes, I usually do something for the, the staff, offensive coaching staff, and, uh, and a couple other uh, uh, Individuals, and then also the offensive line. Their gifts are late, unfortunately, so Christmas will be stretched out, uh, but it'll be well worth it. And I did uh, obviously for Ben and uh, Ben, Tom, and uh, Matt and uh, Scott. So Scott got I gave him some a gift card, and then Scott got the shin guards, and Matt got an ab roller because I'm concerned about uh, his physique. So I want to make sure that in his spare time he could use that ab roller, and I think he really appreciated that. Did you, did, can you still buy those new, or did you have to get that, like, on Craigslist or what? Dollar store. Uh, nice. Yep. Uh, and the final one comes from Tiny. Uh, how much time do you spend planning your weekly photo bombs? For those folks who did not see... 30 seconds. <laughs> I have a lot of help. I have a lot of helpers around the holidays. So you're sa- so if you haven't seen it, Aaron Rodgers as Santa Claus in this week's photo bomb. Um, What's you, been? The, what do you think has been the best? There's been some good ones. The last I really like the Muppet Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, with the, with the, the turkey. turkey. Yeah, that was a good one. The the eye patch has been good. The the goalie mask was pretty good. That was good. Yeah. When did this? Sh- when did the? When was the tipping point from people? Hey, wait. There's. Wait, he's in the. Hey, there he is again. Hey, wait, he's in this one too. Where was the tipping point from that to now? It's just a given, and you've gone to the level of dressing. I mean, you even had glasses at Santa Claus. Yes. Where, where, where did this? Where did the? Where was the tipping point? I think here? about 2010, people started realizing uh, what was going on, and I think that's when they first did some sort of article about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's something fun. When you when you have a good joke going, uh, it's customary that people like more people like to get involved. So there's always people during the week coming to me with uh, ideas, and it helps when they bring their own props. So I've got the uh, you know, one little elf who really uh, helps me out a lot. Um, this Canadian Canadian elf we have 
in the equipment room. Is that the same guy that hid in the uh, in your yes. locker? Red yes. Batty? Yes, he's a he's a notorious jokester. So he's been uh, very helpful uh, with the pictures. The guys look forward to it. Uh, Mr. Beaver makes sure that uh, I'm in the picture he's before great. he uh, before he takes it. And uh, I think the fans uh, enjoy it every now and then. That'll do it for us this week in the Christmas edition of Christmas the Aaron Rodgers Show. Yes, enjoy your Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Same to you and uh, everybody out there, um, if anybody's listening. I, I think there might be one or two folks that are listening. Yeah. Um, so how will things work on Thursday? Do we all stand around your locker and wait for you to pronounce this, or is uh, someone else going to make this announcement? We're all going to eat Torizo tacos and uh, and figure it out. All right. Well, good luck with that uh, meeting, and we look forward to Thursday's announcement. Not sure why you couldn't make it on here, uh, but we will. Do, <laughs> but we'll do it Thursday. Have some Christmas spirit. I, Come on. I, I am full of Christmas spirit. This has been the Aaron Rodgers Show.